Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Magic Mike. Now, today in this special episode, I have um, a new guest uh, in this hot seat. Uh, we have Steve Grace from Give It a Nudge Podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, uh, Steve. Thank you very much, Stanley. It's always nice to be on the other side of this other side of the screen. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, and you know, it, it's uh, great to actually speak to fellow podcasters like you on Magic Mike. Now, absolutely, Steve. Can you tell us a bit more about um, Give It a Nudge podcast? Yes, sure, sure. So we um, we started Give It a Nudge because we wanted to give founders of startups. Uh, a platform and, a, and an ability to, to get their message out to more people. You know, mostly these guys don't have a lot of money. Um, no one knows who they are. They haven't usually done anything like podcasting before either. So we wanted to help them get their brands out. And more importantly than that, we wanted to help them get their stories out. You know, behind every business, there is, there's a founder. And behind every founder, there's, there's a story. So we set this, I guess, this format up to be able to tease out of them the reasons why they started their business, you know, the struggles that they had to get to where they are, where they're at right now, and where they and where they want to go. And we do mm-hmm. that through sort of a series of a series of questions, and and we try and make it very light-hearted as well. <laughs> so you, you you bring out their sort of like success stories, their you know their uh, road, their their journey from that sense through this podcast. Yeah, very much their journey, and and I do tend to have a little bit of a focus on on where they've. Struggles. I think I listen to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and I find that they're very positive and inspiring and that's great. But, you know, the reality is the, the founder who might be listening to it might not be having this dream run and everything's going amazingly and he finds it hard to relate. So I want, you know, as much as everyone has success, no one has that easily. And, and mm-hmm. I want to be able to let people understand what went wrong and, and how they dealt with it, because that's probably the most useful and I think inspiring information you can give other founders or even people who are just interested to know that, you know, it wasn't easy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't a, a dream run from, from woe to go and what they had to overcome because anyone who's had any success in anything has had to overcome numerous hurdles. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think focusing on those and letting people understand because everyone deals with problems in different ways as well. Hopefully people can find people that they can relate to that will keep them pushing on, right? That's mm-hmm. the idea as well, as well as getting their message out to the, to the masses. Exactly. You know, like sharing their story and at least inspiring one of them, you know, somebody who can actually relate to that story, like what you said. Yeah. Well, they always inspire me. So that's yeah. one person, but yeah, hopefully a few more. <laughs> a few more. <laughs> so Steve, you know, to produce these podcasts, uh, podcast episodes um what kind of setup do you use you know what kind of microphones i know how, how do you produce these uh, shows actually look we're, we are insanely lucky we have the most unbelievable setup and and that was born out of covid where mm-hmm. i um i knew this business that did a lot of live broadcasts and a lot of um a lot of big company events which which disappeared over covid and we went approached them and they set up a studio for us essentially so we'll film eight hours in a row so it's pretty mm-hmm. intensive but we'll, we, we hire the studio for a day and if anyone's seen the show you can see there's logos everywhere it's, be- it's a beautiful setup right the microphones i'm not sure what they are they're the ones you would see typically on a on a television show so right. we're losing television level cameras mm-hmm. uh, and there's two or three of them so we've got the, the different angles one of the things i have learned 
if you're going to do a show that's like above 30 minutes, you have to have more than one camera angle to keep people's attention. Otherwise, I think 30 minutes is about the limit. People can watch one sort of screen. But if you're mm -hmm. changing angles all the time, then it captures people's attention more. And then we have the little mics that clip on here and they sort of sit on the back of your belt, right, which I'm right, sure right. you will, you know, you see weather reporters with them on, yeah, and, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and then on the back end, I don't know what the equipment is, but it's, it's a wall of screens and buttons and knobs. And there's two or three people out there playing around doing stuff um, on the day. Mm -hmm. And then it typically will take them maybe three to four weeks to edit those down um, mm -hmm. once we've finished. So we're talking eight hours of content there that they're going to edit down into, uh, you know, eight episodes of about 30 to 40 minutes. Mm-mm. It is interesting because there's always been a debate where, you know, podcasters, um, they question, should they do a podcast on video or should they not use a video? You, you, But you took a route of actually going, you know, doing it in a studio, producing it high quality in that sense. Any Absolutely. Spe any specific reason, you know, why did you say that, no, I have to do this via, via video. I have to tell stories yeah. via video. Absolutely. The, the, the simple reason was, we started doing this just after COVID hit because there was a lull in the amount of work we had and we thought, well, we need to, we need to create content. We need people to know who we are. And we're still a relatively new business, right? And I looked around and everybody was doing a voice podcast, literally everybody. And I thought, well, we can't do the same as everyone else. We're just going to get lost up in the COVID mess. So let's put some video into it. You know, not many people are doing video. Mm -hmm. Why don't we create a video one? People have got time. They have got a lot of time. They're sitting around. And I believe the stats was talking about video content and the engagement levels were so high because people suddenly had time. Mm -hmm. And I think now having done it, and obviously you can really release the audio as well on Apple and Spotify and all that kind of stuff. But I think the video gives you so much more, particularly when someone's telling their story, just being able to see someone's body language, being able to mm -hmm. see the energy in them, you know, and I think, people never look like they sound right so it's good to be able to have both i think i, I like the i like the but the main reason we did that was because nobody else was doing it at the time and it seemed like a, a good thing to do but like i said to you mike that that has now created problems for us mm -hmm. in that we have gone global you know we've got offices overseas we're doing work in the us we're doing work in europe how am i going to get over there during <laughs> COVID, which i'm not to be able to do this video and, and do do interviews with the founders over there and we haven't mm -hmm. we haven't come up with a solution yet and that's mm -hmm. a problem we need we need to look at so in in terms of like apps you know you use a video are you effectively a production studio to actually produce your podcast yeah in terms of apps you know now with the rise of clubhouse and fireside you know these um, live streaming platforms, I, I would yep. say, you know, community building platforms. H how do you think? How do you think the podcast would actually plug in with these apps, or do you see a future where it plugs in with these apps? Or no, actually, no, it, it's it doesn't make sense. What are your thoughts think, on this? I think it has to. So I did my first clubhouse the other mm. day. So we were talking about, I can't remember what we were talking about now, but it was there was about ten of us who decided we wanted to do it, and we did one, and we actually had a massive audience, and I liked the functionality of it. I, that was the first time I'd used it properly. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I thought it worked really well. How we translate that into video, I don't know, but I think we absolutely have to. I mean, you know, speeds are getting quicker. Mobile devices have got 5G on now. Video is the bandwidth limit. You know, we, we need to be, video is more engaging. I, mm -hmm. I don't want to get to a point when we can't see each other physically as much as we used to. So at least let's see each other visually. I think, mm -hmm. I think it's important that we keep that, that contact and, Human beings have evolved over millions and millions of years to recognize 
ticks and things in people's faces so that you understand what they're saying, right? So yeah. we don't want to lose that skill just because of, uh, of technology. Yeah. So I think it, if anything, we want to enhance that. So the video has to get better and has to get clearer and higher, higher depth and all that kind of stuff. Right. So in terms of editing, do you have the team actually in place to actually work out that process and um, keep it consistent? Thank goodness, I do. I do. And look, I'm, I, I've given them a very clear brief. And because we're following a a familiar format it, it's, it's a single guy who does it and he, he does it and um it's pretty it's pretty fluid and he he does a good job and you know we then send that to the people and make sure they're happy with it before we release it and maybe they want to take something out maybe they don't some people get a bit funny if they pulled a weird face or things like that mm-hmm. um but yeah they do all the editing and again that's something that's going to worry me when we start doing this overseas stuff you know because i i'm not an editor I could probably learn, but I really don't have the time. So is there a way where, you know, you've got no code design happening in the world where you can now design things without having to be a coder? Can we have no editing editing, so to speak? You know, can we have apps that are going to be able to make it so simple for us to edit that I can edit without having to go and do a two-hour course? Um, to be honest, I've came across a few apps that actually makes editing easier, in my opinion. Yeah, which um, one? If you actually checked out Descript, Descript, Descript yeah, Descript is like a, it's an all-in-one platform, I would say. It, it's yeah. not the best to to me, but because I, I am a so-called traditional editor where I prefer like having an Audacity or Audition. My main go-to is Audition. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, because I've produced like over a thousand episodes um, as, a, a as an engineer. Yeah. I, I've, I've been in the background and you know, produce all these shows and now I'm coming out and learning about, um, you know, what other podcasters are using in that sense. Yeah. And, and to me, I think this script might actually be a good tool that uses online. It's not the best in terms of like, you know, I put it there and it's done. It's, um, you still have to work out a few technicalities and all that, but yeah. I think this script actually does a very good job in terms of like making it very simple. I'll uh, check it. I'll have, I'll have a look at it. So yeah, you yeah. you edited before you started your own show. You did a whole heap of editing for other shows. Is yeah, that, is yeah. that what you, so, you're, you're like the backup dancer that started his own band. Essentially, that's what you are now, right? You're yeah, the guy so, who was in the background, and now you're the front. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, is is because of the that experience? I I wanted to share that in Magic Mike, and I wanted to learn as well from you know other podcasters, especially now where times are so different. Apps are like it's only going to get easier for podcasters to podcast. That's my hypothesis. Yep. And these apps are just going to help us um, make it much more easier. But the problem with that is it's it's going to get too crowded. Well, yeah. How are you how are you going to if everyone can podcast from yeah. home really easily? How are you going to differentiate? I mean. Yeah content obviously but that's tricky how do you attract the guests onto your show and there's a um someone sent me a website where you can go on to match your show with guests i haven't mm. looked at it yet but um, you know if there's if there's marketplaces coming up for podcast guests then it's already getting pretty big right because yeah. someone's taking the time to go and build a marketplace um, i came across like matchmaker that's the one yeah matchmaker yeah, someone yeah, sent yeah. it to me i haven't Is looked it? at it but i got sent that it's pretty cool, actually, you know, how these apps are evolving out of nowhere because I've been in, in, in this line for like almost three years, uh, yep. three to four years. And it's it's fascinating, you know, how the first few years was and how this one year especially has boomed so fast. In everything, though. It's not everything. just podcasting. Not Ev- just everything, podcast- that was, everything that was coming has just been 
fast Accelerate track, like five yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. it's insane. Yes. And, you know, so evolving from that, what is your biggest challenge as a podcaster? You know, podcasting. What has been your biggest challenge? So I've probably filmed 30 episodes now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. And I've loved it. But I'm worried that the format's going to become stale. So now it's going, okay, I think that there's two challenges that I'm going to face moving forward. One is what am I going to do with the format? You know, am I going to do mini series of three? Am I going to have to change the questions around? The set is beautiful, but it's pretty vanilla. You know, it's just got the logo over it. Do I need to change the set? Do I need to do it on locations? Um, I think it's trying to keep your podcast fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at some of those podcasts where they've done 15,000 episodes. I've got to say some of those really long-term podcasts, like a Tim Ferriss or someone like that, I'm a bit over them because the format hasn't really changed. And you kind yeah. of, you know, I want something new. I want something, human beings generally want something new. So mm-hmm. I think you've got to keep reinventing yourself as a podcaster. That's not easy to do. Um, and then the guests, obviously keeping guests and getting guests. But I guess I try, the reason I bring them both up is I think if we, we can maybe marry them together, whereas if we've, we've had, say you've had 100 guests, right? Mm-hmm. You need to change the format of your show. If you change the format of the show, maybe you can get some of those guests back on again because you've right. changed the format. So that may be those two things. But I think keeping it fresh and, keep, and maintaining your audience, mm-hmm. like, like television or radio or breakfast shows or all those things, you've got to constantly do stuff to keep people wanting to come back. And if it's just the repeat, 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 people are going to, they're going to drift away to something new. Indeed. Indeed. It's like, I mean, you, you hit the nail there, like keeping it fresh, keeping it, um, keeping, keeping it entertaining for the audience, I would say. Absolutely. That's, that's the, the tough part. I don't know. Maybe we start bringing on segments like they do on talk shows. I don't yeah. know. It's, 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 it's essentially the new talk show, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. what it is. Steve, it's been actually a wonderful uh, chat having, you know, it's been, it's been a good 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes having a chat with you. I've got one final question with you that I ask actually all the guests and all yeah. the Magic Mike guests that I've came, that I've came across. What do you have for breakfast this morning, Steve? <laughs> I had scrambled eggs on Turkish toast and I had, I'll tell you what I had that you probably don't know. I had what is called a high performance coffee. And it's a coffee that it's a coffee that it's made out of Brisbane here. I'm in Sydney, Australia, but they're they're out of Brisbane and they make this coffee and it's got turmeric in and it's got tricyclides and black pepper and all these other things. And it's incredibly sweet, but it's supposed to have the power of 10 coffees. I don't know whether it's 10, but it's certainly, I mean, I've got plenty of energy as you can see. It certainly works. (laughs) So it's like a, it's like a caffeine rush. Um, it's a caffeine rush, no milk, so it's much healthier. Uh, it's, just, it's just black, but it's but it's quite sweet. It's got a really buttery, you know, it's, it's that right. whole new yeah. coffee thing that's going on. It's insane. I highly recommend it. It's called, um, they call it Before You Speak, which is quite a cool name as well. So Before You Speak, have one of these. So so the coffee's <laughs> name is Before You Speak. Yeah, that's what it's called. You go and buy it online. You can't get it in shops. It's just called Before You Speak. It's insane. Wow. It's, it's quite wow. a, quite a, yeah, it's something else. It's, it really works, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to trying that when I'm back and when I'm in Brisbane once the borders open, to be honest. Absolutely. You, you, got, you got to give it a go. <laughs> Steve, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you so Pleasure. much. And um, I hope the listeners had a good listen to your podcast insights. Me too. Thank you very much. Thank you.